Hi, listener. This is From Ideology to Unity, a spiritual journey to let go of ego and ideological doctrine in favor of meaning, purpose, and unity as a whole. Today, I'm interviewing Patty Hawley. Patty is an I am presence. I find Patty to be a fascinating source of insight. Hi, Patty. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Good. So, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm feeling really well. All is well. So how would you explain or describe your, your perspective? My point of view? Everyone is divine love expressing through consciousness, which is condensed and streamed into a mind, body, soul unit. That's why we're each a unique expression of the divine. So we're all the I am expressing in form. So there's a process that we go through by which where we come from being an ego to transcending ego. How would you explain that process? We don't transcend ego. We flip it. We flip it from being focused on the objective world or all the objects in the world, all the physical stuff. And we flip it to the subjective, which is the spiritual stuff, because everything in the physical world flows from the spiritual world. And so if you're living in the what I call son of man phase or the unawakened stage, then you truly believe that you're a limited physical human being and you are totally focused on the hamster wheel life that we're all conditioned into. But once you awaken, then you realize, wow, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and I can connect to source energy, the infinite field of all possibilities called the I am. And I can draw from that field and manifest from that field, the ideal life that I desire. Thank you. And what is the purpose of suffering? The purpose of suffering, it's sort of like, you know, when you're bowling and they have the bumpers, it's like, because there was the veil of forgetting, we don't remember that we are one with source. Like Jesus said, the father and I are one. So the father is I am, the infinite field, and we are that infinite field. But in a finite form, we can't express all that is all at once. So God is expressing all that is through all 7 billion people and all the forms. So we each have our unique perspective. So, But we did choose a life theme, and our soul is on sort of an evolutionary journey. It's a dream, though, because we were never born, we can never die, and we're never, ever harmed. So to answer your question, suffering is sort of to get you to turn around and look within. Because if you're so focused on objects, the more focused on objects you are, the less focused on the subject that you are. The subject is I am, your true self. So the further away you get from the source, the more pain and suffering you experience because source doesn't want you to get too far away from it. It doesn't want you to suffer. So it tries to give you hints every now and then to get you to turn in. But some people are stubborn and they have to hit rock bottom before they finally, you know, it's a suicide or it's an alcoholic that loses his whole family or whatever until they finally turn within to God, to I am, to source. 
So that's the, that's the purpose of suffering is to get you to turn within. Is so suffering catalyst? Yourself. It's a catalyst, yes, very much so, like a cattle prod. Turn within, look within. You're getting too far away from me. Focus on me, the I am, and you can have a more abundant life. Because and I what's the, the purpose? I am the way. I am the life and the resurrection. So yeah. What's the purpose of the veil? The veil? Yeah. Yes, because in order for consciousness to expand, it has to contract. And so this third density is the human level. So I am contracted into soul, mind, body unit at this human level of awareness. And the purpose of this is to raise human awareness back up to divine awareness. So this is a game. We're all playing a game of life, light in form expressing. And the, the goal of the game is to remember you're the one and only I am. Expressing as Patty or expressing as Nicholas. So why go through the process of forgetting having all this ego and then remembering who you really are as opposed to just never experiencing ego in the first place? Because you wouldn't expand consciousness. It wouldn't seem real. If you knew you were just playing a game, you'd half-ass it. But if you think it's real and that you're really going through all of these experiences, then you're going to have to think and feel and, and solve problems and things like this. And so you expand consciousness in that. You only expand consciousness when you have a challenge, right? So the suffering can be like a challenge. Like, look, in the dark ages, there was no electricity. So then, you know, we had the inventors that gave us light, you know? So everything is an evolution of consciousness. But don't look at all of humanity as one being. So it's the evolution of humanity from seeming duality back into unity because duality is an illusion. The subject split in two and became subject object because there is only consciousness. There's only one. But in order to have the appearance of duality and to have relationship and to be able to learn and grow and expand awareness, you had to have seeming other. Why does consciousness expand awareness? Because consciousness is awareness. Consciousness is awareness of being. And God is a Greek word for pure awareness of being. So in other words, God is just I am prior to thought, prior to feeling, prior to imaginings, prior to belief, prior to stories, prior to memory. It's I am. Nothing attached. That's why it's undefined, unnamed, and formless. We are that formless awareness streamed into a soul, mind, body unit that takes a form. You know, and that's what Jesus realized. He's like, oh my God, the Father and I are one literally. I am that I am expressing as Jesus. And with that, he wiped out all the beliefs. That's why he didn't believe in sickness and he could perform those miracles because he didn't recognize sickness because it wasn't real. It was all illusion because this is an illusion because it's not real, because all that's real is the I am, which is infinity. It's infinite. It's absolute. Okay, so this stage is third density. Is this stage about learning to wake up? Yes, it's learning to wake up and come back to the vibration of love. And because what's... Conflict is what the ego is all about. It's about separation and conflict. Dog eat dog, look out for number one. 
And you've got to realize the unity of everyone. And when you do, when you realize it's all one, like you really are the I am, and I'm the same I am, just wearing a different mask, different name, different form, different beliefs. When you recognize the oneness, I'm not going to go fight you or beat you up or argue with you. You're, you're one with me. And there's only unity, harmony, and love in unity, you know? I mean, so yeah, but... There's so many people that the souls are still asleep and they haven't woken up to this truth of their being. And so that's why conflict still is occurring. Okay. What's the purpose of the fourth density? To come into love and understanding that we are all one. We're all the one I am manifested into all these billions of people and all the other forms as well. Trees, birds, animals, all of it. Consciousness right. so, is substance and form of all that is. So at the beginning, we just come to love, and then we learn all the intricacies of love, essentially. Yes, there's, um, you know, this is the third density. It goes up to a seventh density, and then we graduate third density, and we go on to um, higher realms of awareness and creation where physical bodies aren't needed you're just in your light body so this is the only mm, human incarnation into a physical form okay if positively polarized fourth density would be learning about the intricacies intricacies of love how does that differentiate from the negative polarity of the fourth density I haven't read the law of one. All I know is what Aaron Abke teaches on his channel. So I don't really relate to that um, negative and positive polarity. I just know there's either love or fear and, you know, positive emotions and negative emotions, or, you know, the oneness or you still in separation. So it's either unity or separation and all the derivations within that. And when you come back into the awareness that there is only the I am expressing divine love through consciousness, then, you know, you just love, start to love everybody. You start to express that universal love, which is what the fourth density is. It's coming back to that vibration of love and you know that you are love itself. And when you are love, that's all you can express. And so you wouldn't even think of harming another. It's, it's like just living by the golden rule. And then your beingness exudes that love and it automatically draws people to you to help them to awaken because they're going to be like, what are you doing? How, how come you're always so happy all the time? How come everything always works out for you? It's because I'm in my natural vibration of love and love conquers all. So... What do you say to someone if they said that um, we don't know if anyone has ever really got into this present state, I am state that you speak of? People are in it all the time. It's just, it's awareness. It's either unconscious or it's conscious. And you want to make it more and more conscious. The more and more aware or conscious you of are of that divine presence, the I am, the more it expands in your being and the more truth just overtakes 
the false lies of the world, the conditionings of the world, because we're not human beings. We, we're hybrids. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but it's all like in a virtual reality game. And the name of the game is increase your awareness. And then you, ha you have a better gameplay when you do. So what, what was your experience with how you came to learn the truth and expand your awareness? Well, I, I did gather self-knowledge. I've studied a lot of things. I am a metaphysician, so I studied metaphysics. I also studied transpersonal hypnotherapy, the Silva method, theta healing, uh, Carl Jung's work. I've studied many, many things. I can't even remember them all now, but they were all stepping stones for me with each learning. It was like shedding another layer of false conditioning and then it was just like, wow, I'm studying A Course in Miracles right now this year, and I'm on, we're on Lesson 111. And this past week, it's just really opened it up to me to where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm divine love expressing through pure awareness of being, which is called I am. And whatever I put on top of I am automatically expresses through me. So that's why Philippians 4, 8 in the Bible says, think on things that are only good, pure, and true, because whatever's inside your awareness automatically expresses. So that's why you only want to think good thoughts, you know, because when you do, they are automatically expressed. Well, that's interesting. Um, naturally kind of, like I was saying, it becomes the servant for love rather than the master over the physical being that's unconscious and doesn't know that it is even spirit, you know, right. so when you're unaware, okay. when you're in that son of man phase, when you really don't know that you're one with God, like if you're in some religion and they're telling you God, some guy up in the sky who's watching you and punishing you and all this bullshit, um, then you really think you're like a grasshopper rather than the master of your own destiny. Is it a bit, is there um I have this idea that the law of correspondence applies here, where the idea that there's a left and right brain, the master, the, the the master being the right brain and the emissary being the left, syncs up with the the ego being the I guess you could say an emissary or working for the 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 I am presence, but only once it's love has been learned, right? Do you, yes, does that make the heart chakra has to be able? Yes, let me share with you this because this is what I learned in hypnotherapy way before I woke up. You're right, there is consciousness, and because they call the mind the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, the conscious mind correlates with the left brain hemisphere, which is the one that's focused on the objective world, all the objects in the world, so the physical life only. Whereas the subjective mind, the right mind, also called the subconscious mind, is hooked, is the one that's hooked up to spirit, you know, and it's the one that's hidden and it's the one that stores all the beliefs. Okay. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. The subconscious mind is located in the heart, but all the beliefs that it collects through the conditioning of the mind body unit in this lifetime gets stored to all the different chakras. So the root chakra, things that are related to sex and survival the root chakra, you know, the, the next, that's the red ray. The orange is, um, I believe that's relationship to self. 
and um, the yellow ray is your personal power. So that's the personal will, the will that you think you have as a human being. And then the heart chakra is the one where the subconscious mind is. So whatever your dominant beliefs are, those are going to express. So if you think that you're separate from everybody, then that automatically puts you in opposition with people because you think they're separate and you're fighting for the resources here on the planet, which isn't true because we're all one. And if everyone were aware of the oneness, then everyone would do what they loved and everyone would be in their perfect expression doing what they love. And we'd all be happy and harmonious because everyone doesn't want to do the same thing. So everyone will be doing what they loved and earning a great living from it. And we'd all be in harmony. And then the upper chakras are the spiritual chakras, which um, the throat is um, wisdom and authenticity. It's you speaking the divine. Uh, the third eye is really crucial because that's imagination. It's either unawakened. And so you're doing all these vain imaginings, thinking of desires, thinking your happiness depends on you getting this desire. So in other words, outcome happiness or and that separation, you know, you're thinking, oh, I have to get a job. I have to make money. You're just focused on the outer world only, not realizing that you are this spiritual being and everything is already provided to you. So when you awaken, imagination awakens and now you see the world as it really is. The outer world is a mirror to your inner world. So the outer world is showing you what beliefs that the ego still holds, you know, and then you begin to transform that back into love and then you can walk as god on this earth because you know that the father and i are one just like jesus did right thank you for that that clarifies things could you give a an example um to illustrate that in a sense that might be relatable in a way that is not merely abstract sure I can because um, a lot of people, what keeps them in survival mode is that is money because money is a big thing on this planet. And so I uh, am a CPA, certified public accountant, and I worked in the field for a while, but I got sick of the rat race. And plus, I was highly intuitive and I would share my intuitions with people and then they wouldn't listen and then they'd get screwed and then they'd beat me up. And I would just I just got sick of it. And so I left the rat race. And that's when I studied metaphysics and all this stuff and really knew more about the truth. So back in 2010, I hadn't worked for about three years and I started feeling a little guilty about it. So I said, man, I want to bring in some money, but I don't want to work because I love my freedom. And so then I had remembered watching the movie The Secret and that little Australian guy in the movie that said, I want to get checks in the mail for free. And so I thought, I remembered that, that streamed into my awareness. So then knowing what I know about conscious manifestation from studying Neville Goddard, all I did was I took that idea, which came from God anyway, all ideas do, because everything is for our evolution. So if you get a desire and you go for it, it's going to automatically bring up these distortions, these beliefs, so that you can clear them, right? So I got the idea, hey, why don't you just manifest some free checks in the mail? So I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. And I was in an extremely high mood that day, so I just accepted it. And so I went in my imagination, and I just declared within my being, yeah, I get free checks in the mail. 
and I just felt gratitude for already receiving these checks. And I had the full faith that they would just turn up. I didn't care how they would show up. I didn't know when they were going to show up or anything. And this is part of what Neville teaches. You just go live in the end of already having your desire. Okay. So I did that. And then I just completely dropped it. This was in October, 2010. At the end of that month, we get a letter in the mail from Chesapeake Oil Company. Unbeknownst to my husband and I, um, his parents own a thousand acre ranch that Mark's grandfather bought that got inherited by his father. And they tried to drill for oil back in the 70s, but couldn't find it. But now with the new fracking, they had approached my in-laws about drilling for oil and they found oil. And, you know, Chesapeake keeps 80% of the proceeds because they do all the work and they give the landowners 20%. Who's to say that my thought about getting free checks in the mail didn't go across these ethers, hit my mother-in-law who said to her husband, you know, Doug, we don't need 20%. Why don't we keep 10% and give each of our five boys 2% mineral rights for this oil and gas? So the very next month, here I had this thing, getting free checks in the mail. In November, we get a check for $17,525.20. And then the next month, we get a check for 11000 and something. I've got it all on a spreadsheet. And what's funny is my husband, <laughs> when that check, second check came, he's like, oh, baby, don't get your hopes up because, you know, it all depends on the prices of oil and the fluctuation and all of this. And I, I looked at him and I said, you can't think like that. you got to think you're the next Jed Clampett, you know, like from the Beverly Hillbillies. And then he started to argue a little bit, like bring in more of his stuff. In. And a little voice in my head said, don't resist him. Let him believe whatever the hell he wants to believe. But you and I are going to amplify this abundance. So I learned there, do not resist. Let people have their opinions. We're going to do this. And yeah, it amplified big time. So, and we're still getting those checks today. So that's a concrete example. Um, so I guess you could say now that I know that I'm awake and everything, I'm on the divine payroll. <laughs> okay. Now that is, does sound pretty cool. Suppose is. someone is aware that they have um, resisted or created resistance or acted in resistance to yes. someone else disagreeing mm -hmm. with them. Yes. What's your advice about for someone who's, aware of that what you do normally that awareness happens in hindsight not in the moment so then what you do is your imagination is your power so you go into your you get still first you take a few deep breaths to get out of your reptilian brain the fight or flight program if you were in it and you get still and you drop into i am because remember i am is prior to all forms so in essence i'm letting go of my ideas of patty and I'm dropping back into the I am. So now I'm completely unconditioned again. Okay. And now after I know that I'm there and I know that I'm there because I feel very floaty and expansive. I do not feel my body anymore at all. And my mind is completely still and blank. But prior to going into this stillness and this silence, I've imagined my end scene. I've mapped it out on paper and I've kind of memorized what I'm going to do and what I'm going to see. Because what you want to do is you want to get your senses involved with it. And of course, everyone is different because sometimes I can just declare it in my being and it's done, you know. So you get still and silent and drop into I am. Now you run the scene in your imagination. So you take 
the scene of the argument or whatever, how it went. And now you replay it in your mind the way you wished it had gone. So in other words, it was all harmonious. There's no argument there. So you rerun it and you do that. You rerun the short little snippet of the scene over and over in your mind. See, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you're renewing your mind with the way you wanted it to go. Okay. And what happens when you're doing that is you're changing the energy of that conversation because there is no past, present, or future. Everything is here now and time is an illusion. So you're actually rewriting that energy. You're washing it with love and you're rewriting it, making it harmonious now. Okay. So what happens is you, you run it over till it feels natural and then you just fall asleep or take a short nap. Okay. And then you'll be amazed the next time you see that person They'll be harmonious with you. There won't be the discordant energy there because you've revised it. You changed your mind about them and the situation. So it's gone. The new harmonious replaced the old discordant. And so when you meet them again, I would be surprised if the energy wasn't changed. The only way it couldn't be changed is if then your ego, the physical self came in and was in remembering it the way it did happen in the physical realm. Because see, you've got to remember everything in the physical flows from the spiritual. So imagination is the inner spiritual body. So if you changed it in imagination, it changed it here. But if your human part comes in and still believes it was the old way, then it'll screw it up. So you have to know that you're a spiritual being having a human experience and you can actually, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can create or manifest because everything creation is finished. So you're just drawing it, going into imagination and creating how you want it to go. I've done it so many times. It's not even funny. I mean, this is how I live my life. You know, I just know that everything in my physical flows from spiritual. And so I, um, I manifest it consciously. It's a difference between conscious manifestation and unconscious manifestation because you're manifesting all the time you're thinking and feeling and imagining whether you realize it or not the key is to catch yourself doing it and then do it consciously does that make sense yes it does so because you know it's a lot of we hear these um ideas that might sound very sort of ideal Out but there. Yeah, but people would just be like, well, how is this meaningful to me? Now, it's all very well for people who it resonates with. But if people aren't sure, like, yeah, it um, yes, it can just seem is. like intellectualization. Yes, the thing is true, Nicholas. You have to remember that each of us are very, very unique beings, like a fingerprint. No two are alike. So what works for me may not work for someone else because my belief system is very different than yours or the next person's. And so everyone is coming in with their belief system plus their conditioning. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I came in with my theme of freedom and to self-actualize self -actualize or self-realize in this lifetime because all I've wanted to do is know what Jesus knew and do what Jesus did and to be an instrument for divine love. Right. So what were your, there, but I'm here now. Yeah, go ahead. What were your egoic distortions and negative self-beliefs and how did you overcome them or let go? Um, the prevalent ones were 
judgment of others because the first 25 years of my life was really easy. I was doing what Neville taught, like using my imagination consciously without realizing that's what I was doing. But I've always been one to connect the inner world of causation to the outer world of effect. So I could always connect the dots. Um, so my biggest thing was like getting pissed off at humanity for not listening to me and then judging them for not knowing the truth already. But now I realize that everyone is the I am manifested into a soul mind body unit and they are at their level of awareness and evolution within their uh, being. And so now I just see them as an expression of the divine and they are where they are. And I don't judge them anymore. I just try to beam love at them and just, you know, be stand in my own love. And then hopefully they will wonder what, how are you living? What are you doing? And then ask me questions because I do best. If people ask me questions, then the divine disclose the answers to me. Is that channeling? We're all channeling our higher self because we are the I am manifested as Patty. The I am manifested as Nicholas. We're all that one I am. So yes, our higher self is always with us. Remember, it's nearer than breath. The I am is our awareness of being and we've conditioned it. The kicker is to uncondition it so that you can be free. Right. Yes, right indeed. <laughs> I mean, that's what the ego is, if you really want to get down to it. It's the conditioning that blocks the free expression of I am. Because I am is naturally love, naturally abundant, naturally free, naturally happy, naturally harmonious. What is catalyst for... Um, what facilitates expansion of the mind other than suffering awareness i mean this is why i studied the hypnotherapy and i learned so much in that that's how i learned about the different brainwave frequencies because a lot of people when they're just focused on the physical they're in beta brainwave which is alert awake you know and a high beta is people that are stressed out and in overwhelm where a lower beta is oh they're calm they're relaxed they're aware you know, they're more in presence. Whereas if they're in overwhelm or something, they're really focused on the problems in the outer world and they're putting all their awareness into the problems and the yuck and the mess rather than coming back to center and like, okay, that's an effect and it's coming from something inside of me. The cause is in here. Let me not mess with the effects. Let me come back to the cause. Why am I overwhelmed? What's causing that overwhelm? Oh, it's my thought that I'm a limited human being. Wow. You know, so it could be all kinds of things, but this is the higher awareness to where, you know, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. And until you come to that, you will still have problems. You'll be in surviving rather than thriving. You got to flip your world from the physical world to the spiritual world. Because everything in the physical is an effect of the spiritual. Spiritual's cause. I am the cause. I am oh. the I am the truth. I am the resurrection and the life. See, I die to the old state of being. It's like a snake shedding states. So if you're in overwhelm, overwhelm is just a state of being. You can shed that state and come into calm. 
but you have to know how to do it. And that's what I learned in my transpersonal hypnotherapy was how to transform consciousness. And consciousness, Does that involve different brain waves? Exactly. And consciousness is the conscious mind, which is left brain, physical objects, subconscious mind. It's also called objective mind. And conscious mind is also called objective mind. So you want to come into the subconscious or subjective mind and live from spirit. So you're flipping your world. You come into the awareness that, oh my God, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And you live from the inner spiritual world rather than the physical outer world. When you say living from the spiritual world and that brain hemisphere, you don't mean just neglecting the other hemisphere. What you mean is the one in charge. Do you mean that the hemisphere that's in charge, so to speak? Uh, switches yes you flip your world you repent like jesus said repent you know so you go in and then you live from the i am so you know that you're the i am prior to patty and you live from the i am which is free and joyous and happy and you know that you can change the expression of patty anytime by going to the i am like i explained to you a few minutes ago when you could change an argument that happened you can it's called revision You know, I highly recommend Neville Goddard's work for everyone. I think I mentioned him to you the last time we spoke, actually. He has 10 books that he wrote. Uh, You can get them on Amazon in one book called The Complete Reader. And I think they're all on PDF for free online somewhere. So just Google Neville Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. He's amazing. He was my greatest mentor, was Neville Goddard. I wouldn't be where I am now without Neville's teachings. So what's the core of his teachings? Consciousness is the one and only reality and imagining creates reality. Right. So I am and mentalism. Well, no, it's consciously using your imagination. So many people are unconsciously using their imagination because we're given two talents, mind and speech. We are, you know, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. We human beings are the word made flesh. Okay. Because we're the only ones that speak word. The language of spirit is feeling. Okay. So imagination, notice it's between the left and the right brain hemisphere. So it's, it's recording and writing on here. Because whatever, it's like I am is stillness and silence. And it's imagination is the movement that can go move I am, the awareness, your awareness, into any already created state of being. So you can move and that, Okay, this um, feeling movement, is it the vibration of the frequency? Was the word it, like a vibration, uh, a wave or something? It's... Um, an undulation because humanity speaks words okay so we you know everybody does that self-talk all the time we always are inner inner dialogue right we all have those and sometimes one's a critical one that's the judge another one's benevolent whatever you know we all have those little different voices in our head sort of like our conscience and what it's doing is it's telling us do this don't do that say this don't say that it's our conditioning and so you've got to get that out of the way and let the voice of intuition come in to where you're always being guided by your higher self, which is the I am. 
The I am is our highest spiritual self manifested into a physical self. So we're two beings in one. We're the father, the I am, and the, the son or daughter, the manifested form. Me stands for manifested energy. There's no other God beside me, manifested energy. <laughs> so, you know, it all gets back to knowing what Jesus knew. The father and I are one. When you know that unity of consciousness, now you're connected and you get the downloads and you get the intuitive hits. You know what to do and what to say, just like how I was imagining getting free money somewhere. And then that, why don't you do the checks? And then it worked it out. I didn't do it. I of myself can do nothing. The father within do it the work because the father is the awareness and whatever you put on top of I am automatically expresses in your world. So I had full faith I would get those checks and that's why it expressed someone that's in victim mode like I, I know this woman like she's super angry and she um, feels gaslighted by her parents and everything so she's super in victim mode right and that's where she's stuck and she has all these stories about what her parents do to her and it's like she's putting those on top of her I am and so of course they have to express so until she changes her story, her body of beliefs, she's going to keep getting the same thing happening to her over and over and it's causing her suffering and she's going to keep getting the same damn thing until she says, okay, I've had enough. And then she finally turns within in a moment of surrender. And then when she's finally given up, she will get a divine intuitive hit of what to do from her higher self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Well then, it's all about transforming your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got your consciousness and subconscious mind, left and right brain hemisphere. You've got to look at the mirror, the outer world that's showing you what you believe and they're showing up as people conditions and circumstances in your life don't look at them as people conditions and circumstances look as look at them as those are my beliefs embodied as other people and whatever they say to me if it pisses me off or triggers me in some way they're showing me either an unhealed wound or a belief that i'm still holding and that's right. very good to you everything in the outer world i call love light offering victory everywhere Okay, so light is offering victory. In another sense, we're dancing with the Father and are the Father at the same time. Exactly. And the I am presence. Mm -hmm. But everyone's dancing with a different costume on. Yes. Showing each of the other dancers, or at least the character that those dancers are playing, because think of it like a musical, let's say. Yes. Like what... It's reflecting to everyone, everyone else, or at least the what state of the character. Yes. Everyone else is it, it, it reflecting. It's, it's the divine play. I love that, the musical. And we're each, we're each the I am playing a unique character, you know? And everyone else is showing us about our character, what we believe, what we've accepted, you know? Um, it's character growth. It's the plot, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And maybe you hear his journey in a circle. It's like dancing in a circle. (laughs) Exactly. And you think of like the yin yang sign, the black and the white, the dark Mm. and the light, because you cannot see white on white or black on black, right? You have to have contrast. And so that's why there's villains and good people, because the villains show you whether or not you're in love because if they're playing a villain you could accept them and see the unity and know that they're just playing the darkness right right but what if so you love I mean, them you... for their role you love them for playing that role because it, it's it's kind of painful to play a dark role sometimes you know you can get are there some people who play who are playing a light role from their perspective but a dark world from someone else's perspective. Exactly, because that, that's a very good point, Nicholas, because we're all seeing the world from our own unique lens, our own belief system. So this is why this, this earth is sort of like the Tower of Babel, because different words have different connotations and meanings based on how people perceive them. Like over in the UK, you guys say torch, you mean flashlight. Over here, I would think you're saying a stick with a flame on it. You know, it's it's that. And like you say, Nick, and we say steel. Nick to me is like if you're shaving and you nick yourself, you know. So oh, we have that, yes. You have to make sure that you're on the same page with someone meaning-wise because everything in this physical world comes with no meaning we as individualized ims give everything its meaning this is one of the lessons that it teaches in a course in miracles so we really want to become like a little child again because you think like a little child just sees everything with brand new eyes and wonder and they're not labeling anything we label something like oh that's a tree and and we're like oh but a little kid is like oh my god look at the tree the trunk and the branches and the leaves and oh look at the red berries oh it's gorgeous you know or whatever whereas we're like eh, it's a tree been there done that we don't see the beingness the aliveness in it because god's in that tree too but often the process involves diverging diverging from the way and getting suffering and then you get there but eventually maybe people will just get straight there if there's tipping People will awaken. I know this is the great awakening, right? There only has to be like there's 7 billion people here. I think only 1.65 million of us have to awaken because that hundredth monkey thing, because we're sharing one mind. There's only one mind here. And it's funny, when I was brushing my teeth this morning, I had the idea, this flowed in from divine love. Since we're one mind, I could just scream, wake up everybody, and really believe that everybody was awake. And I wonder if that would work. Seriously, that thought popped into my mind because, it, you know, like it talked about how Christ was one soul and he kind of balanced the planet because there was so much darkness, but his light kind of kept it in balance. Wait, what yeah. if you say wakey, wakey? Because that's more playful, right? Anything, anything. I mean, I'm, I'm just receiving some things, but that, that streamed in. It's like, wow, because I'm awake, right? So I know it's one mind. And I know that everyone's already awake anyway. It's just there's this conditioning that's on top, you know? So everybody just has to remove the conditioning. So what I'm doing when I go to sleep at night, when I'm naturally in that I am state prior to sleep, because we're naturally in it right when we wake up and right when we go to sleep because of those brain waves, the beta to the alpha to the theta to the delta, you know? But the key is to have this stream where you're a little bit here physically, but more alpha and theta so that you can see, oh, 
what's that showing me? What belief? And then you can clear it, like I taught you in revision there um, about the argument. So it's really fascinating. So that's how I'm living. I'm in a awakened brainwave to where I'm very aware that the outer world is reflecting my inner world, everything I put on top of my I am. And that's what's automatically expressing. That's why I'm seeing it. And so it's really cool when you get to that level of awareness, because then you're not reacting to things. You're like, oh, thank you for showing me that distortion. Let me clear it now, you know, or, oh, that's so wonderful. You're just grateful for everything, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's a beautiful place to live. But what it is, is all we're doing is each soul incarnates with some of this darkness, some of this conditioning still on them. And then we get conditioned while we're here in this lifetime because of the veil of forgetting. So our only job is to decondition ourselves, is to go from objective, conscious, left brain mind, switch over to a dominant right mind, subconscious mind, you know, subjective mind, stay in the subject. The subject is I am, <laughs> you know, the subject is I am appearing as all of these objects, subject, object, yeah. but you know that you're both. So that's unity, knowing that you're both. That's the true miracle that the I am could manifest into all of these seemingly separate forms. You know, that's why it says judge not by appearances. I know you're not Nicholas Carey. You're the I am playing the character role of Nicholas Carey. Just like okay. I'm the <laughs> I am playing the role of Patty. It's so fun. And I can be a little devil sometimes on purpose. Like I'll get a download, say this, because sometimes I want to trigger someone to wake them up because I'm here to awaken people. So yeah, sometimes I'll play a little devil, play a little villain. I'll rile somebody on purpose, you know, to get them to wake the hell up. Okay. Here's a slight change of subject, but so um, what is strength? What is strength? It's light. Everything is light in form expressing. And so it was funny you asked that because just a few days ago, the lesson in A Course in Miracles was saying that miracles are seen in the light. And to me, that's the Christ consciousness because Christ said, I am the light of the world. So this is God's light awake in you. So you know you're the I am manifested as Patty or Jesus or Nick. So, and it also said light and strength are one. So you know how there's that verse in the Bible I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So strength is having the Christ light, knowing that all is one, the unity consciousness. That's what the Christ consciousness is. It's unity consciousness. All is one, literally in disguise as all these seemingly separate forms and human beings because we're one. So strength is knowing the truth, the light, that you are the light of the world. You are divine love expressed through the I am consciousness as insert your name here and all the trees, the birds, every grain of sand, every blade of grass. It's all God in form expressing because it's all life, right? That's what life is. Light in form expressing. So it's all amazing. So strength is light. It's actually the light strengthened by the truth, I would say. So strength is the light the light made stronger by the truth of unity, knowing that all is one. So what is weakness? Weakness is unconsciousness. Weakness is like the ego. You're defending an illusion. <laughs> You're defending something that weakens you because if you believe that you really are like, let's, um, 
like an abused child or something. If you really believe that that's who you are, you're weakening your light because you're giving your awareness to um, keep that idea, that illusion that you're an abused child alive because everything in this illusionary dream world has to have your awareness of being to keep it alive. So you weaken the light every time you give it to something that is not the I am, not the truth of your being. Can we acknowledge um, what we've gone through, traumas that we've gone through, in an interpretation that empowers us? Yes, that's a very good question because what was just now downloading for me was um, the traumas and everything that's conditioning, right? And it's not really real because you're the I am prior to all this and only the I am is real and everything after it, you believing you were a limited human being gave it your awareness and made it alive. So you who gave it awareness and made it alive are the only one who can see that, okay, that was a learning experience. Now I can take back that light and cleanse it with love, turn it back into love. And now I can create something else. And that's processing. That's processing. Mm -hmm. And that's being aware of the conscious and subconscious mind. It's sort of like, you know how they talk about the subconscious mind is um, below the surface. Like the conscious mind is the tip of the iceberg and then the subconscious mind is the 90% below that. Have you ever yeah. heard of like that? It's Carl Jung's work kind of. So subconscious, like a submarine, you can't see it. So all the subconscious mind, these chakras where all the beliefs are stored, all the conditioned beliefs, you don't know them until they appear out here in your world. And that's when you get to deal with them. So most people see the world and they get triggered or they get scared. Not me. I'm like, wow, what belief is that showing me? Woo, you know? And so, so that's how I'm operating. Cause I know that's one with me. That's my manifestation out there. It's what I put on top of. I am. Is the yellow ray chakra um, below the surface? Yes. The heart chakra, the three, the three lower chakras are related to human humanity. Like if you believe you're a limited human, okay? The green ray chakra is the, the love that opens it up to the truth of its real being. And the three upper chakras are the spiritual being. So now when you know you're a spiritual being, now you're in the flow. There's no more blockages. You've cleaned out all the distortions. You know you're a spiritual being, having a human experience. And now you're just in the flow with the divine and you're receiving these divine downloads and you're just, you know, exactly what to do, what to say. It, there's no question. And when you see something, you just love it. You're like, wow, thank you for showing me that. You know? Right. What if there's the master and the emissary? That's one way of looking at things. What if the fourth and above chakras chakras are the father and the bottom three are the sun. Well, it's like the son of man and then the son of God. You could look at it like that way because the father can never be manifested. It, it's always unmanifest, undefined, unnamed. So that's why the father and son are one literally. We are the expression of the father. That's why Jesus said, when you see me, you see the father. When you see me manifested energy, you see the father because there is only source consciousness expressing in all these multifaceted forms 
That's it. And you know what? Let me, let there... me just say this. Hang on. Something came in when you were saying the master and the emissary. The emissary denotes um, like a conflict, right? Like an opponent. What's, what does that word mean to you? What does that word mean to you? Because that's what um, it, To yeah. me, it's it's like like a servant or a messenger. Okay. Yes. It Look might involve it, conflict, but not inherently. Okay, perfect. Look at it this way. Like I said before, it's the light to the dark. And you cannot have a picture or an experience without that contrast of light and dark. Look at a movie theater. It's a white screen in a dark room. You could not have experience without the two. And that's why it exists. So we must expose ourselves to that. You can't see white on white and you can't see dark on dark. And so is the darkness a vital part of reality? Yes. Even if we choose the light? Yes, it is. Because the plan of salvation is we all awaken, right? And so for the ones that are awake, we have, we're, we're going after the ones that aren't awake and they're in the dark. They don't know they're the light. They're in the dark. <laughs> what if someone chooses, what if someone were to choose a distorted, unloving version of awakening? Like, um, either choose not to awaken or to choose like the darkness as they're awakening. Is that part of the overall plan of the universe for aiding the light? Yes, it is. Because um, like I said, I haven't read Law of One, but I heard Aaron talk about it. And he said the positive and the negative polarity Either one is valid and we're given the free choice to choose, you know. And so who's to say that some soul who's played light character said, I'm going to be a villain this time, you know, because it's all dream theater, right? It's all the right. I am manifested into form for the evolution of consciousness. And, you know, who would go watch a movie that's all rainbows and sunshines? We want action. We want a villain. We want someone to overcome something, right? So this is the divine play. There's light and dark. And when you right. realize that that's what's happening, then you're not mad at the dark. You, you yeah. know, if you need all, to, yeah, you can accept the dark rather than being like, no, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Which is dark in itself. Yes, exactly. Because back when the game is over, we're all going to be high-fiving each other. Oh my God, do you remember back in, in uh, you know, Year three, I played this villain and I killed you because what Neville teaches is we were subjected to this game of life and we're having to go through the furnaces of affliction. So we're going to play all the roles. So we're going to be the, the murderer experiment. in one. Listen, we're going to be the murderer in one lifetime and the murder victim in another. We're playing all the roles. And this is so that consciousness can expand. So each and every one of us is going to play all the different dream characters and they're all in the Bible. You know, so we're all going to be playing all these different characters and finally awaken imagination and, and be Jesus who knew the truth. And then we're going to become King Solomon who knows the truth and lives it and controls the four mighty ones. You know, the producer, the author, the director, and the actor, the dream character that we're playing. 
So this is when you get to the stage where you know you're one with the I am. You go to the I am and you get to create your own role and write your own script. Is there a Jungian archetypal aspect to those four figures? I don't know. Unified. I, I don't, I guess it would be the star of David. It's all connected because a lot of people think that this is, this is from Neville now. And I really resonate with what Neville taught. And I took a deep dive into Neville. I mean, I studied him really hard for like four years. Neville said that David was actually the anointed one because David represents all of humanity, the Elohim. And the word Elohim means a compound unity. So doesn't, isn't that cool? So that makes where all the I am manifested into form because David is the son of Jesse. And in the Bible, you want to look up the names because Jesse is a form of the word to be or I am. So David okay. is the son of I am. So when David calls you father, that's when you know you're the I am. And you wake up and you realize, oh, I was the father and the son. Oh, my God. You know, so it's pretty fascinating. Okay, there's a concept in Jungian psychology in the Red Book, which is, so it's, you know, um, suppose you have a, an upside down, a pyramid um, with four, like a square coming up. Right, and, and then, then down, the like in a diamond shape. Squares, yeah. Imagine a diamond shape. It goes, it, it goes. There's four offsides, and they connect up, and they connect below, mm -hmm. right? And there are these four different archetypal aspects of different. Two of them male, two of them female, two of them. Uh -huh. um, and the, I can't remember what the two differences are, but there's four different aspects, and they all integrate together. Yes. Um, and there's a sort of a higher level of consciousness. And there's also a lower level that's yes. linked to those two, but it was also linked to another diamond below that. And Everything there's four diamonds and they form a circle. Yes. Everything is uh, connected. See, that's the thing. The illusion is that it's not. And when we're here in duality consciousness, it's easy for us to forget that we're all connected. The unity appearing in duality because duality is the illusion. Because who are those four characters and what do they symbolize? The ones that you mentioned. Well, the ones I mentioned is from one of Neville's books. It was um, one of the chapters, I think, in Seed Time and Harvest. He talks about the name of God, Yadhi Vahi. And then he, in another chapter, he talks about the producer, the author, the director, and the actor. So the producer is the one that comes up with the theme. So for me, in my lifetime, the theme is freedom. Then the author is the scribe, the one that writes the story, the script, okay? And actually the Bible is the scripture, the script that we're all following, whether we realize it or not. Um, and then the director is the one that rehearses the actor in his role, and then we're the actor. <laughs> the physical dream character is the actor. So Ooh, rehearsing, what is that? That's what I told you about in revision. When you know that you're really a spiritual being having a human experience, you can drop into I am and use your imagination and write a script that you want. Like I did getting the free checks in the mail, getting my right. metal roof, revising an argument. You can use your imagination for everything because it's your power. It's the power and wisdom of God, of I am. 
Because remember, I am is silent and still. Imagination moves it into any of the already created states of being. Because that's what the infinite field of all possibility is. Creation is finished. All the states of being that ever was, will be, and are right now are already created. That's the infinite field of all possibilities. And we are the observer because it takes an observer to collapse the particles into a wave form and the wave is the action. We're the action of God. We're the Do we choose how it collapses? If you're awake and aware, you sure as hell can. But until you are, you don't have the free will to do that. See, that's what, you know, you want to free your willpower from the human and bring it back up to the divine. So and you're saying that quantum superposition collapse is um, mental, is manifestation. Yes, you can manifest. I came to the same conclusion. Yes, I love conscious manifestation. That's one of my passions. I love it. I've manifested so many things. It's not even funny. You know, of course, I of myself can do nothing. I'm just going to the, I am the infinite field. I use my imagination. I go to the end and then I drop it with full faith, knowing that it's already done. And then it shows up. It's fun. It's miraculous how it just lines up. You know, like those checks in the mail. I had no idea how it would show up. I didn't care. It took the path of least resistance, though, because one month is pretty damn fast. <laughs> right. So it's already done. The whole, the future, the past, and the all present. Done. All done. and done. And yet they still morph and change as we yes. decide what's done. We're fluid. I mean, we're not set in stone. And that's what Christ is. Christ is the Savior. So if you get stuck in a state of being, you know, and you don't like it, you just go within to imagination. Christ, the Redeemer, the Savior, who can save you from that state of being. And what you do is you go back to I am, get out of the state you were in, just get back to pure beingness. And now you use your imagination and you move yourself into the new desired state. And then you do it until that feels natural. Then you drop it. Now, when you come back, you're still going to see the old state expressing in the world, but you don't give a rat's ass because you know that's the old state just fading away because it's going to continue to express based on how much energy you put into it before. But it's out of the way now as long as you don't freak out and react to it. Now the new state is already done. So every time you see the old oh, state, I always think, oh, thank you for um, fading away. I know your, your, your days are numbered because I know this is coming. This is done, my new state. And then sometimes it takes, happens, this is funny. One time I thought this was just a little something funny. I said, man, I wonder if someone could actually see my halo, you know? I just was joking around. This was a couple of years ago. I said, wouldn't it be cool now that I'm awakened if someone could actually see my halo? And so I mowed the yard and then I was uh, kind of resting on the bed doing a little meditation and my husband walks through the bedroom, goes to the, does something, gets something out of his closet and then comes back and he goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just meditating. And I said, why? He goes, because you were glowing. <laughs> you so should sit like I do with the light behind my head. Yes. But you see what I'm saying? And I've also played with this because this is all Neville Goddard's work. I play with it. Like, I want someone to say this to me. Or I, I deliberately put something in my mind. Like, I'm going to see an orange car. And then I will see an orange car. Because I know the mind is the projector of reality. So this is really where you want to get to. You are the soul, the soul awareness that is one with the I am, and you are controlling your mind because you know it's the projector of the dream, your life, 
And so you put into your mind exactly what you want to experience in your world. And that's what I'm doing. And it's really fun. But sometimes I still see distortions, which are old, unconditioned or conditioned beliefs, because I don't know what they are because they're out of my awareness. They're in the subconscious mind. So I don't know what they are until they appear, you know. But meanwhile, I'm just listening to my intuition, going for the desires it tells me to go for. And when I go for the desires, these distortions will come up and I can clear them at that time. So how do you discern between going for the desires that come up for your growth Mm -hmm. and egoically giving in to your desires? Well, first of all, whenever I get a desire, I'll be like, hmm, is that from the divine or is that my sneaky ego trying to come in? You know, I'll question who is it that's having the desire? Is this something that divine love wants me to do or is this a distorted conditioning or something, you know, do I really, really want this? Why do I want this? Do I want it? Because I think this outcome is going to make me happy. I'm already naturally happy. That's my true state. So if that's the case, if I'm thinking this will bring me happiness or something, then I'm like, eh, that's from the ego because I'm already naturally happy. So I'm not going to waste my time and energy going for this outcome because the ego is telling me to do it to waste my energy because it's trying to steal my energy. So do you just simply ask the question and immediately you have the answer? Not always immediately, but I get still. Sometimes it is very immediate because I'm higher up in consciousness. Sometimes it's immediate or sometimes I'll be doing a mundane task like washing the dishes and the the answer will pop in, you know. Can the ego rationalize and convince you that your reason for doing it isn't actually the desire, but is actually uh, that it's for you? The ego can be sneaky because it's trying to steal your I am energy so that it could have life for its defensive programs, you know, because all the, that's all it is. It's just the act of claiming and identifying. But once you're identified as the I am expressing as Patty, the ego is not around that much, you know, because right. I'm identified so, as the I am. I'm not identified as a conditioned ego. Very. What would know. happen if you didn't um, go with your desires? enough well the thing is i know that everything is for my own growth so i'll just i'll just kind of weigh it and feel into it like intuitively intuitively and sometimes i'll still go for the desire because i know that in the going for it it's going to bring up distortions that i needed to clear so for me where i'm at now it's like everything is sort of from the divine it's getting me to see my own distortions or they're just telling me hey this is the belief you got because i'll just say what belief do i need to clear and I'll get the download and then I'll journal a little bit and see, and I'll be like, oh, wow. And then I'll sit with the feeling if there's anything in my body that needs to be released from that past event or whatever, or if there's something I need to revise, like switch out a belief that's not beneficial. It's the most important thing, um, paying attention and observing yourself Yes. rather than what's the right action per se. Yes, because think about it. We're a soul, mind, body unit. So we can think, feel, and act. Kind of like what I was talking to you about earlier, where there's like water is a very good metaphor for consciousness because it can come in three states. The um, steam or ether, the liquid, and then the ice cube as the solid. So think of, you take a thought, which is um, the ether, it's invisible. Then you mix it with the feeling. And the best feeling to mix it with is gratitude or love. And then those two together form a belief 
and believing is seeing. It's like you took a film strip and stuck it into your mind in the projector and then it's going to spit it back out to you. So believing is seeing. So if you put in specific beliefs like I do, you go to the I am and you say, this is the end I want. I believe I'm going to get checks in the mail. But for me, it was beyond belief. It was into faith because conscious manifestation is my passion. And so I just had to figure out who I am and how life works. And now I figured that out. And so I just live that way. I live how from do the you, inside out. I live from how the do you avoid um, outcome focus when you choose an outcome you want to manifest? Say that again. So there's a problem that, well, an issue that a lot of people, when they're dwelling in ego, might have is that they focus on the outcome. And, but you said that you focus on what outcome you want to achieve when you choose what you're manifesting. So how do you manifest without chasing an outcome? Well, I'm not doing it to chase the outcome. I'm doing it to prove that I'm the creator of my reality. The master and the MSU thing. It's you're doing it for the divine purpose. Yes. 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 I'm doing it because I'm here to imitate my father because I'm the father in form. And what does the father do? He calls things that are unseen as though they're seen. And anything I need or want, I just draw it from the infinite field. I don't go look or try to chase down someone. Oh, you got to give me a job because I've got to earn a living. No, I'm on the divine payroll. You know, money comes to me easily. I am naturally abundant. That's our true nature. We don't have to work. We, you find out what you love. And I love to awaken people. I love to give people aha moments. I'm here to spread the divine love and hopefully wake people up by sharing this truth of who you really are and how how do you find are. what you love be still and ask and plus you, a, a really good hint is like when you were a child what did you love to do and for me i just loved mind stuff like i loved telepathy and mind reading and just you know intuition and all that good stuff you know, so whatever you did when you were a child that brought you joy, that's a big, big hint into what your purpose here is. Because you're supposed to do what you love. I used to, like, imagine fantasy worlds and stuff like that. Sure, we all fantasize. That's imagination. Because that's who we really are. We're really imagination, either asleep going for outcomes or awaken, knowing we can have whatever the hell we want because we're in the kingdom of heaven. We are the kingdom of heaven. All is within, not without. So I'm not chasing outcomes. That's the difference right there. I'm not a little human limited being chasing an outcome because I think that will fulfill me. Mm -mm. I'm a spiritual being knowing I'm one with the father and the whole kingdom is already mine. So I'm getting still, I'm going within and I'm placing an order for what I want <laughs> and then I know it comes because the father wants to give it to me because I of myself can do nothing it rearranges everything to make that manifestation alive in my world because it's in my awareness that it's already done and it's like it's like the chakra systems you know the chakra we, we emit that Taurus field so everybody that's meant to be a part of my manifestation will think it's of their own accord like my mother-in-law probably thought she was doing that when my thought went across and hit her, you know, not in a manipulative way, but just in a way that everything always lines up and the divine is doing it. I'm not doing any of it. I have myself can do nothing. 
the father within doeth the work and the father is pure awareness of being and when you recognize yourself as that i am then you're back in heaven and you can literally be do and have whatever you desire and desire is of the father because you think of a horse sire they sire a horse we're the offspring of the father and so anything it's of the father so the desire to get the checks in the mail was from the father you know i'm yeah, just yeah, accepting that... the gifts and then i'm believing them in if you want to see it that way i'm curious about the symbolism of the timing of the lightning no the thunder oh yeah we're having a bad storm here right now does it does anything come to mind about what it symbolizes um no because i'm not controlling any of it you know what comes into my world it's really kind of weird because that was how one of the things that's something that a human does is they try to explain everything like rip jesus's coat in shreds and try to explain it away uh, so when synchronicity really, what is it everything is is going to be unique to the individual because we could see a same storm you could interpret it one way and i would interpret it a different way we just each need to stay in our own energy and just be the love that we are and see everyone oh. as the divine in in disguise and try to you know just have a conversation with them and just be the love that you are and so synchronicity is like special effects that each um act of viewer interprets differently yes for the interpretation and it's for each actor to be interpreted differently as well yes tower of babel mm -hmm. so i'm getting to a point where i might need to i'm going to have to end the um episode but okay. is there anything you'd like to communicate before we finish just really 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 flip your world begin to live from the subject which is i am prior to who you think you are and know that you are divine love expressing through consciousness which is the cause and substance of all that is and then you are the dream character dreaming the life and you have direct communion with the father and so be in stillness and silence and commune with the i am and learn about yourself and clear your distortions and then you will just be in the flow with life and be living by grace and intuition and be guided rather than trying to fight and struggle and figure things out there's nothing to figure out your pure love manifested into form expressing that's who you are thank you very much for that it was a pleasure talking to you and um yeah um i'm sure i'll talk to you again and if you enjoyed listening um well have a great day uh bye for now